0: There's no way as a coach you can say that I have an experienced rationale above my players on something like the wall. Let's see, does this work together? And then if you get a good vibe off it, let's bring it in. If you don't, all right, call Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave
0: or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. But at 7.34 this morning, it is time for the Gillette Labs performance rankings. You know, that wasn't
1: an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on their second half performance. Is it a step too hard to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not.
0: OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head. That performances we've just lacked that intensity. Baby. Uh, you were giving me dagger looks there because I was talking about Ramsdale before we got to the performance rankings. That was it. Correct. Yeah. That's
1: it. All right, Nathan, take it away. We're starting in the red this week. Yes. All right, let's go. North London. Bloody hell, What a weekend. Uh, Started Friday night with Arsenal with that 3-3 draw. Uh, They remain top of the Premier League, but three games in a row where they've had three consecutive draws and in a manner not befitting of potential champions. Now, it's not done just yet. They are still five points clear, albeit it's in City's hands. Mm -hmm. And now you feel they need to go and possibly win at the Etihad Stadium. But also you look at their fixture list after this. They still have Chelsea to go, Newcastle, Brighton. Uh, there's a lot of doubts over this Arsenal side. Bottle is the word that's been used again and again. I think it's one of these cases where you know two things can exist at the same time, where nobody, nobody even predicted Arsenal were going to finish top four this season, I think. So they've had a remarkable season, but there's been too much emotion at play for too long with this Arsenal side and to be in total control play, outstanding against Liverpool for the first half an hour and let them back into it. All right, it's at Anfield. Liverpool are always going to have a spell. They're always going to give you something. But that game is totally under control. It's even worse against West Ham, where first 10 minutes, blitz them. It's 2-0. It could have been a Newcastle Spurs in the first 20 minutes of that game. Let them back in, drop points again. And then just the general sloppiness of their defending uh, right from, as you say, the first 30 seconds uh, was one of the games of the season. I, I don't know how they didn't win it in injury time. I was convinced they were going to win it in injury time. They probably should have won it in injury time. Gabriel Jesus it felt like he was more interested in getting a penalty than actually putting himself in position to take a chance. Uh, but, you know, again, it's that thing of the two things existing where you would question their bottle, but also how many times have they shown unbelievable character this season to come back to score late goals?
0: My timeline was full of very angry Arsenal fans giving out about Gavin Bazunu. I was like, oh, I'm proud of What's thing. Gavin Bazunu done? Oh, he's time-wasting. <sighs> They were they were clocking the oh it's thirty three seconds since that ball went out of play. Was he was he not good?
1: Uh, I I didn't think he had an exceptional game. There was a you know not great decision making at times with uh, when he was coming out of his area. You can see the three goals. Definitely the last goal. He you know panned the ball straight back into the path of Saka. So I don't think it was a an exceptional Bazunu display. It was fine. It was obviously nobody cared about Southampton at the end if they had gone on and won that game. Uh, it's a massive step for survival, but. Yeah, Arsenal are like they're having a dip at just the wrong time. And I remember the build-up to the last Manchester City game. Like we were midway through the season, but it felt like we were three games from the end. With the with the approach of the Arsenal players, just how emotionally invested they were, and you felt like they need to calm things down. And the City game, the defeat there, calmed things down. But again, they're just playing at a hundred miles an hour. Like the little huddles in after every goal conceded of yeah. absolute panic stations. It's like just go back to doing what you're doing. Now, a lot of players are having a dip in form like Party, Obviously, Jack hadn't played last night, but you could, you know, the way he sort of seemed to ignite the Anfield crowd, but you know, Party's definitely been struggling over the last few games. Defensively, they're starting to make uh, a lot of individual errors. saliba been absent. Uh, you know, who would have thought again at the start of the season William Saliba would be such a key player for Arsenal, but his absence and Rob Holding comes in seems to have unsettled things. And they are kind of totally reliant on Odegaard, Martinelli and Saka and just dragging them through but they still have the points on the board
2: Yeah I mean they were very close to making this an extraordinary comeback like you said Nathan they hit the bars with a 3 right right at the end mm. um, but I think what's happened to them since they went 2-0 up at Anfield is kind of the team is an encapsulation of Mikel Arteta like he loses his cool so often on the sideline and if you're a player looking over him you're like like this is our manager this is the one person who's supposed to stay calm and composed amidst the pressure cooker of the top end of the Premier League and at the same time it's Arteta's passion and never say die attitude that helps his players Get back into games where they, they should have a last cause. So, like 2 0 and 3 1 down on Friday night, a lot of teams would have faltered completely and they came back. And you never doubted that they would.
1: Ah, they are it's the worst team I, in the league. Yeah, but I was at the same time, the, they're playing Southampton, you at think at no. the they're same going time, to get a lot of chances.
2: Yeah. Like, there's probably the zenith of the season was 2 0 up at Liverpool. And since then, it's fallen away bit by bit. And last week, we put Arsenal in the amber when they drew 2 all at West Ham after going 2 0 up. And this, this week, they're in the red because it's like, it's basically. Not three points from three games, essentially two defeats, and like
0: you say, Nathan, it's in Manchester City's hands. Yeah, the difficulty is though that you're when you're doing out the rest of the season, you're chalking this down as three points at West Ham and three points mm. against Southampton, and you know that City are now in rolling ball of knives form, and they're going to win every game, and so uh, Arsenal could lose this by ten points now. That's that's on the cards. They're going to they, there's a you know a po- possibility that if the other teams weren't so bloody useless, you, you know, yeah. I'm but. definitely on the side of the
2: fence that Arsenal have had a brilliant season, regardless of what happens to them here. You know, I know they were miles ahead, but, like, you can't doubt the muscle memory alone of Manchester City under Pep Guardiola and their ability to win leagues.
0: Sure, the difficulty is that this was their chance. Like, they're, they're I not. I don't m- think it is, though.
2: Well, yeah, no, I, I don't
1: would, think it's, I don't you, think it's you, like football Tottenham. Football moves, moves quickly. Um, I don't
0: know. This, this is right. their it's, chance.
1: We just don't know. This could well be their opportunity, and Manchester City come back next season and are better never. Like, Arsenal could win the league this season on. 89 90 points. Mm. Like, you know, Manchester City, that would be a disastrous season for them to not get over 90 points. Like I think after the Liverpool game there was an overreaction in terms of, you know, oh, throwing away two points, you can't do that at this stage. Which was season, a good result, which is again the force of what Manchester City do that you have to win every single game. But to draw three matches in a row when this opportunity has presented itself. Now Maybe they do go to the Etihad and win. They're not I going understand. to the Etihad. I
0: don't Etihad, think so. I'd, I'd be shocked. It's it, that 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 is not in like. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Like City, it's so rare they play
1: games like this where actually it's all on the line in the league. It's a nighttime game. The atmosphere is going to be up. It's going to be absolutely electric at the Etihad Stadium. That's not something actually City <laughs> that used to playing in. So maybe the emotion that Arsenal would bring into it if they can get up again. Because the other thing was, it looked like from the body language of the Arsenal players that they almost felt it was done uh, on Friday night. Like they were absolutely devastated. They are correct after the game. <laughs> and here, Arsenal again. Look at the age profile of the attacking players in their yeah. side. Absolutely, there's an opportunity that they kick on from here. Yeah, but. Football moves so fast. Manchester City invest yet again. You would have to expect United are going
2: to be better next year. Newcastle are going to invest massively. Liverpool will have to be better next year. Yeah, but there's nothing when, to say that Arsenal won't be better next year either. Just, I don't think this is like Tottenham in 2016-17 where they won't
0: replenish the squad. But well, what if the manager is good but not great? What if actually Arteta is only okay? What if that emotion that you're talking about is... Maybe, what if he's prison for that? I like, think there's, there's no evidence yet to suggest that he is... As good as Pep Guardiola. No, I think
2: he's building his own side and I think they've made massive improvements from this time last season. Do you remember at the end of last season too they they batted it again away to Newcastle and in the North London Derby. They did. They did it there. But the difference is that he's been so much more consistent this season than last and he's continually building a side in his own mould. So I think I would put him down as very good so far. And I can see him as a Premier League winning manager. I, I don't see why this Arsenal squad will falter for seasons to come in title races, if they keep the core of their side, and they're going to attract younger players now who well, may not be at the absolute elite of the game, but are kind of B class players.
0: Flaky at the end of last season, flaky at the
2: end of this season. Yeah, that's what they need to improve on. That's their mold. Is that what you're saying? There? But they're uh, so far. But their whole season this year, this year is so much better than last up, campaign. Yeah. So it is. It's improvement. Like
0: well, it is, and they obviously spent a lot of money, and they bought relatively well. But if they buy badly this summer, which you know they have bought badly in the past, um, there's no guarantee that they're going to continue to be at the level they're at compared to everybody else
2: well last season they faltered in the Champions League race this year's the title race so if they can get rid of these stupid kind of errors where they're dropping points at the tail end of the season that's where they, they actually have a tangible target for next season it was like remember the end of the season lads because yeah. we've we had two yeah, examples I, I, of the this the
1: difficulty is to repeat what they did at the start of the season where they yeah. were on this but incredible, incredible winning run
2: and we've, done that, and we've done that so we can do it again you know with but the exception uh,
1: of Manchester City very few teams have been able to do that in back-to-back seasons uh, uh, yeah Arteta uh, has the Pep and template City are an all-time great you know, great team the
0: Guardiola template but he, 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 there's no template like Pep Guardiola is a genius and he and there's Arteta saw that up close and personal yeah, but for that's a couple just, of years ok ok I, I mean you, you can copy genius but it looks yeah. like a copy it's like a, an old school fax machine where you get the things you're like, oh this looks good all the greats borrow from greats The
2: Rolling Stones Blues music.
0: Yeah, but it's but not it's, it's not complete uh, So ingenuity. Arsenal, Arsenal of the Rolling Stones in this analogy, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, okay,
2: I think so. Also what's got missing in this trout is uh, Gabriel is quite one of the goals of the month with that volley. The way he took that just, just off the ground and to keep it low and hard in the first goal for Arsenal against Southampton. Oftentimes, because there's so much sport happening at the moment that you actually, you can easily forget the individual great moments but that, I thought that was one of the best goals I've seen in a long time. Very unusual strike it has got last in the three-all draw.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, Arsenal, we haven't even mentioned Spurs. We're going to fly through these uh, a bit faster here.
2: Yeah, Spurs. I mean, like we were saying last Monday, I don't know why they settled for Christian Stellini for the rest of the season. Surely they can get someone else out there, a guy who's not a manager. And They saw it there, 5-0 down inside 21 minutes away to Newcastle. It's the second earliest 5-0 capitulation in Premier League history. The other one was back in 2019 when Manchester City thumped Watford ahead of beating them in the cup final later on that season but I mean it was an absolute joke like it could have been double digits at the end and uh, they made a sub after 20 minutes of Papi Sar coming off the defensive uh, starting lineup did not work out at least Cellini rectified that and kind of stemmed the tide and it was one-all for the rest of the game but I'm just so surprised that with the team who are on the cusp of Champions League qualification who need that money of the Champions League have settled for a guy who's never managed a team it's very unusual surely there's someone out there surely there's a troubleshooter out there who can do a job for Spurs to the end of the season or make the long-term appointment now but why did they not just cut their ties completely with the Antonio Conte reign? Use that time wisely and get a whole new set of managers and coaches in. Yeah, look, I, I guess, I don't know.
0: It, doesn't, it didn't make any sense. Um, you do have to give Newcastle some credit for how, how brilliant they were and, you know, I'm just thinking back to this time last week when yep. Aston Villa absolutely annihilated this Newcastle team. I, uh, so, anyway... Uh, need to see her that reference in and uh, are we moving on you, uh,
2: I,
1: I was going to say ironically Stellini said they weren't prepared to suffer uh, which uh, I think he suffered very much uh, the time.
2: Newcastle might make the top four well, Newcastle
1: are raging hot favourites to make the top four right now like, obviously Liverpool won at the weekend but the Newcastle have seven games left. They need to lose at least three of them. Mm-hmm. They and Liverpool win season. all their games with what we saw from Liverpool at the weekend is you know, just not going to happen. Mm. Uh, they're conceding way too many goals. But And how do Spurs bounce back from this? Uh, underrated story of the season is how many goals Harry Kane has scored. Like 24 Premier League goals in an absolutely bang average Spurs side where everyone around him is underperforming. Youngman's son nowhere near the player last season. Kulusevski's form has fallen off a cliff. They've no midfield at all. The wings backs barely contribute. And still, he manages to score,
2: even yesterday, in every single game. Well, they're a bit like Manchester United. They've kept a whole lot of players for a long time who were good but not great, like Eric Dyer, Hugo Lloris Even Son is probably not the player he was. And they're just keeping them because they're not terrible players by any means. They kind of throw in six or seven out of ten performances regularly enough but they've lost that spark that they had a few years ago
0: again like use the word replenish they need to replenish that squad completely It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and who is actually into taking that gig it it has the bang of a Brendan Rodgers job for me now and uh, you, you've got to sell Harry Kane to get the money in to reinvest in the team that seems to be the only way that they're going to reinvest properly at the level that they need to do so um, a, a sobering Morning for all the uh, Spurs fans. like North London. Just yeah. so objects. Right. That's one of the Reds done. What's next? Uh, next in the Red, Mead. Wow. Uh,
1: Mead are heading to the Talchin Cup. They will not be part of the All-Ireland Series. Uh, beaten by Offaly yesterday. Colin O'Rourke in his first season already under uh, enormous pressure. Uh, looking rather glum on the back of uh, most of this morning's papers. Uh, from... We're going to have Anthony Moyles in, and we can do a proper deep dive in this, but from you know talking to a few people yesterday, uh, this didn't come as a massive shock. They needed a fluky goal uh, to draw with Offaly last year. They've generally struggled against a lot of these mid-ranking teams, and right from the start, I think there were question marks about what Colin O'Rourke was trying to do tactically.
0: With well, the, uh, two, two early successes in the league, which if they hadn't happened... They'd be, mm. they'd be Division Three team next season, and like it'd be as low as they've been ever.
1: Yeah, like they showed little or nothing in the league, as you say. It was, uh, it was uh, the ineptitude of other sides that kept them in the league. Uh, they were being heralded for the goal the scoring
0: and lumping the ball into the full forward line for the first two weeks. And then after that, everybody was like, oh, that's what you're going to do, Grant. What else have you got? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well,
1: there seems to be some confusion as to what the game plan would be, and that they have brought in... Um, some of the backroom staff from the Mead Ladies footballers, but the style of play that the men are playing is in nowhere. looks nothing like uh, what helped the Mead Ladies to such success. And, yeah, in some ways, like, we've looked at Mead and make an excuse, have they been just beaten down so much by the dub success that there's not young players coming through,
0: but even still. LMFM said, one of the worst results in living memory for the Royals. Like, that's that, that an idea the lowest of the low. Um, you know, that's not as poor offy in all this. Obviously, they deserve a lot of praise. And um, in a normal week, they would have been in the green. It's just that they were too busy this morning to, to chew on them into the green. But me, there's the story here. Where, mm. if you remember back, like the whole point of of uh, what the O'Rourke era was supposed to be about was beat Dublin. Yeah. Now they're not in the same competition as them. Mm.
1: Yeah, it was. It was going to revitalise the entire county, and nobody was expecting in year one they're going to go and beat Dublin, but that this was the start. That by year three they would be there, back contending in Leinster finals and being a you know a real team in a Leinster final. But like me, they've been in. I won't say a downward spiral to this extent for a long, long time. They had that season in Division One, but they didn't look of that sort of quality at all. And as you said, they could well be in Division Division Three and. You know, again even looking at the team yesterday it felt like they finished the game with maybe a stronger team they started O'Rourke's on about giving four debutants like did they rip it up a little bit too much when he came in did it need the sort of dramatic surgery that he's given this mead side so quickly and now now you look at it and wonder where O'Rourke goes from here like they head towards the taljin Cup it feels if O'Rourke is to get years two and three like they need to perform in the taljin Cup they can't just Throw their hat at it now for the season. Like they need to be
0: getting to a Teltown Cup final or winning a Teltown Cup. If if Down beat Armagh in the Ulster semi-final, Down won't be in the Teltown Cup. But if Armagh beat Down, which you probably would expect at this stage, mm. but that's going to be a very tight game. Like if if Conor Lavery can keep all of his players around for the Teltown Cup, then you'd make them overwhelming favourites for us. Yeah, there was such immense positivity uh, around the appointment, wasn't
2: there? And when he was on, even Tommy Tiernan talking about what he wants to do with this meet set up, but you look at the even listening to him afterwards like we'll have a bit of audio there that we'll play in a while after the match but like he, di- he didn't hide away from it like everything went wrong we weren't good enough in the day you got 70 plus minutes to score more than the opposition and we couldn't do that it's tough but it's an opportunity as well we're in the Talchon Cup we're going to make the most of it I mean is there any sort of excitement at all around Mead about the Talchon Cup
0: you know if they were to win it like it's it's green shoots and it's uh, football into the summer and the panel will be fully formed next year and they won't be behind everybody else when that comes around. But like we, we didn't see Westmead parlay success last year into promotion in the league, which is the single most important thing that could have happened. If you look at the, you know, Monaghan need to be the example for all of these smaller counties or counties who are below where they think they should be their um, club system is run brilliantly and they have a throughput of players constantly and also you know obviously it helps when you find um, McManus playing the way that he's playing every year for the last 17 years but at the same time like you know Meath have no excuses here like this is as as grim a vista as they possibly can have and so I don't know we'll see how excited the, the county are like we'll see how many people come out for those games Uh,
1: it's always hard for a county with the history of Meath to try and reset for a Talchin Cup like you talk about Down if Down were to end up there it would be seen as a big stepping stone for them if they were to go to the Talchon Cup and go and win it like Meath will look at the Talchon Cup and think we're above this now they're not clearly they are not but do the players take it seriously do they feel that they belong in the Talchon Cup do they feel that they're in a position where we need to start from the bottom again and sort of build ourselves up and prove that we're the best at the rest because they're a million miles off Sam McGuire level. Never mind that absolute elite of the top six or seven teams. Like they would get whipped by any of those teams right now. So it's gonna be interesting to see the what Aurora can do to keep all the players there for the touching Cup and like because they should they they no. they should be getting into the latter stages of the yeah. Talchin Cup.
0: We are we are potentially a couple of weeks away from a couple of other teams dropping down into the Talchin Cup as a result of their the kildare
1: meath Talchin Cup clashes the one we're all looking forward to their league
0: performances. So we shall see uh, there's not that many permutations really. Um, the the Offaly game is suddenly a, a game of significant interest for Kildare football fans uh, as is the Ulster football semi-final. If
1: Offaly or Down win Kildare are into the Talchin Cup.
0: Yeah, fair play Offaly
2: too like First back to back win in Leinster since 2006?
1: Well, that, the fact that this was Meath's first game in the Championship and Offaly already had that game, I'm sure, yeah, gave them a, a something of an advantage. And as you say, maybe it's too historical to be looking at it going, well, you know, Meath, Meath will always beat Offaly in Leinster.
2: Mm. No Their ambition surpasses the reality for Mead, maybe more than any other county at the moment. But I get more than that from Anthony Miles, I'd say. It'll be interesting to hear from him.
0: Yeah, if you're a Mead fan, we'd love to hear from you. If you're an Afi fan, we'd love to hear from you. It's an incredible um result and, and obviously um that they talked in the aftermath about the passing of Liam Kearns and how his name has been mentioned in the build up to the games by the team as well. Like an incredibly emotional victory for them, and uh, you know, it would be remiss of us not to mention that in passing this morning too. So that's um Mead in the Red. What else?
1: Uh the Amber We're going for the Irish teams in the URC. A bit of a mixed bag over the weekend. The final round of the regular season. Uh, Munster probably the standout result. 22 all draw against the Sharks. Uh, Very unlucky not to win it. Gavin Coombs was held up on the line after 80 minutes. and. uh, kind of hard to see in the video evidence whether he did manage to touch the ball down, but it didn't matter in the end because Munster would have finished up in the same place. Uh, it was a real struggle in the first half for Munster. The Sharks absolutely killed him in the scrum, but uh, showed a lot of grace, a lot of determination, got the draw, secured themselves Champions Cup rugby uh, for next season in the knockout stages and an opportunity maybe over the next month to finally start. To build a little bit of something. Uh the as like everybody else I was doing a lot of flicking through channels on Saturday when I flicked on T G Carhart to the Lencer game, I was quite confused as to what I saw, and I think it might have been fifty five nil when I uh switched on. Remember uh Lencer were unbeaten all season yeah. in the URC. Now this was I don't know if you would call it a second string team. Um it's it was it was the kids.
2: Yeah. They, the probably needed, they probably needed an annihilation of some sort, didn't they? Why? Because like, if they're just going to constantly win over and over again, they need some sort of example. Or Leo Cullen does to say, like, look, this is what happens when We're not quite on it. Because at the moment, he's like, Jesus, everything's going so extremely well, no matter who I put out there.
1: Yeah, but for Leo Cullen to have that conversation, he'd need 100 people in the room because you know, the first 60 of them weren't
2: involved. Yeah, but you can say, well, look, that's the standard you need to get to if you're going to be in the A group. So it's something for him. I mean, I would, I would look at it as some sort of positive, but the result is so ugly that probably at the moment all they're thinking is, Jesus, what happened there?
0: Yeah, the result is you pretty ugly. I mean. The result is pretty ugly. They obviously have bigger fish to fry. Next week it's Toulouse. Yeah. And I don't know, Toulouse are amazing. So it's going there is a potential. Um, Stuart Barnes writing the paper yesterday. This is the potential to be the best game of the year. Um, one of the all-time great European games. Like, it really does. So um,
1: Yeah, like, remember, Leinster didn't even send their coaching team over to South Africa for this well, they, sorry, they, they sent they, Sean O'Brien
0: well, they, over they, 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 they came, came home early yeah, yeah
1: to um, prepare for that game
0: So Connex beaten but still alive and will be playing Champions Cup next season if if
1: neither Glasgow or Benetton win the Challenge Cup you were mentioning beforehand like Toulon look by far and away the best team in that so unless there's a shock Connacht will be back in the Champions Cup uh, tight game twenty nine twenty seven. so it's Connacht against Ulster yeah. in the quarterfinals
0: you make Ulster uh, slight favourites for that but uh, they had some injury concerns um, in the game on Friday night they weren't particularly exciting to watch there's just a feeling like Ulster are, are uh, on the verge or something but are still kind of struggling a little bit for what their full identity is I don't know
1: um, a conversation from five years ago
0: Well, that's the thing that is the thing like I, I see somebody talking over the weekend about maybe uh, Joey Carby could end up there. I don't know. Like uh, Ben Healy comes off the bench and plays really well for Munster and everybody's like, wouldn't oh, it be better if he was still Irish? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be better? Jacob Stockdale's back. He is. What he do you is, think? He is back. Uh, mixed bag with the high ball. A um, few knock-ons in the air that if you're going to displace Mac Hansen, or get into the match day twenty three. You can't be making those mistakes. But um, I think that uh, the said that was his first try at Ravenhill in two years. Wow! Um, but he, look, he he looks like he's enjoying his rugby again. He's still only twenty seven. Mm. You know, uh, incredibly experienced uh, already in the top five or six of our top try scores of all time. So yeah.
2: um, at twenty two, he was the golden boy of Irish rugby. So to come back, you have to give him credit, Arsenal style. I wonder, will he ever return to the, to the peaks of what he had in 2018? So it's
1: uh, Leinster against Sharks, a uh, Munster go to Glasgow, and it's uh, Ulster against Connacht. Uh, Leinster, by far and away, the best team, obviously, in the competition. But it'll just be interesting that they play Toulouse next week, then they take on Sharks the week after. Uh, then there's more Champions Cup, then you're back into knockout stages. So they're the ones with the fixture list. So yeah.
0: Then I guess we'll see. Five exciting weeks in a row if they can uh, just get over Toulouse next week. Right,
1: what's next? Uh, We're into the green. We are going Limerick and Tipperary, uh, who were the two winners on the opening weekend of the Munster Hurling Championship. Uh, plenty to chat about I think it's fair to say with uh, both of these performances uh, John Kiley not happy not happy at all with what we've all been saying over the last few weeks when I saw the quotes I was wondering what he was talking about some amount of bullshit yeah, some amount of bullshit been spoken over the past week I, I was wondering was it the you know, Limerick are too good they're ruining hurling I think it was basically that that everyone was uh, saying that Limerick are going to cruise through Munster they're just so far ahead of everybody else it's like Wednesday carnation? it's just a matter of time before they win that four in a row. It's, it's disrespectful to everybody that they're playing. And in a way, I can see where he's coming from because you look at their recent championship games, they've all been one-score games. So they win by two points yesterday. They win by two points in the All-Ireland final. It was a three-point game against Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final. Extra time in last year's Munster final. A draw with Clare before that. So these are not games where they're winning by 15 16 points where it's done with 25 minutes to go. They give teams an opportunity, and maybe that's the one thing where they can slip up when there are questions and a lot of talk this morning about their discipline and the red card for Grode Hegarty yesterday. And uh, maybe Seamus Flanagan was very fortunate to stay on the pitch, a really high hit from him as well. That maybe ascending off at the wrong time in the wrong game will somehow see them get caught. But yesterday, much like the All Ireland final. Even though Waterford were right there and they had a load of wides in the second half, and you know there was the one where Ozzie Gleeson kicked it over the bar and it was brought back for the free, and Stephen Bennett misses a
2: you
1: know oh, that free, free was unbelievable. Time. Unbelievable. And unbelievable. To miss a couple. He still never felt Waterford were going to win the game. Much like Kilkenny yeah. in the All Ireland final last year, even though they were right there, they just about hold you at arm's
2: they, they length. They should have won that. They should have won that game. Like I know they were getting hammered at the start, but like to play with an extra man for over twenty-two minutes, like. They should have won that, they're not that far behind. Limerick. But actually also, no, but it does go back to the Limerick conversation, George. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Shane was saying like he's getting bored of the Limerick dominance. But it's not like they're annihilating teams like Leinster rugby. Like they as Nathan just outlined, there are loads of examples. They're giving everyone a chance. And it's not just a discipline issue, it's uh, their gung ho attitude towards scoring leaves gaps like. Even though they're very good at avoiding conceding goals, but they didn't they, have that
1: they'll yesterday. give you points. My they'll give you points wise yesterday.
2: Uh, you know, they didn't
1: rack up a massive score.
0: Quick counterpoint. What if this is like um, the incident at Anfield where everything is going your way and suddenly you put in a brutal tackle and the whole crowd is in fuego? What if now Limerick are in fuego after this? That's, a, that's my, my prediction here is that what if it have roused the beast? and that Because uh, Gerard Hagerty got a second yellow. So mm. does that mean there's no ban for that? Am I... Are you available next week. I don't know.
1: Saturday night to play Clare um, Gaelic
2: Grounds. I don't know if Declan Hannan will be back either. Yeah. The extent of that is Tied the work as well for Waterford. But um, I mean, Waterford you were
1: saying what people expected. They were very, very defensive. They, you know, got fourteen men back. They crowded the centre. Like Keen Lynch had a very quiet game. Yeah, he didn't but score, the One yeah. thing with Limerick that we've seen over the last few years is that if Keen Lynch has a quiet game today he ain't going to have a quiet game next Saturday night
0: no and also like the weather is still crap like I I, I do feel like they're like uh, top of the ground ball travelling very far you know the puck go an extra 10 yards uh, they bring their bigger men in at some point Hayes might go back up to the forwards Limerick are just getting getting going here everybody calm down calm down yeah I mean you were saying is that Waterford
2: waking the beast is it not just that we're underrating Waterford a bit that they're actually probably one of the biggest contenders to
0: Limerick well let's wait and see let's wait and see how this uh, because we can easily overreact to the first week of championship fixtures it'd be easy I think if you're um, Tipperary not to overreact not to be excited Mm -hmm. Uh, they should be they should be excited I I feel like um, somebody was saying they were coming in under the radar not really though didn't feel that way Uh,
1: tip of the scoring power like the the problem for Waterford is for them to contain Limerick they have to be so defensive and James Skehill was on the hurling pod last night making the point like 19 points is never going to beat Limerick it was also what Andy Moore and you say about Mayo when they played play the Dubs like, you had to score 20 points. You knew you had to get to 20 somehow to have any chance. And actually, when you look at the... And again, like if you're going out against Limerick, 19 points, you're thinking you're going to have to get 25, 26 minimum. Whereas tip you feel, have that, like 5.22 yesterday. Mm. All right, they were given a couple of soft goals very early on, but five goals in a Munster Championship game, having scored a heap of goals in the league as well, except obviously in the... Game against Limerick in the semi-final, uh, but you know, five twenty-two. Jason Ford didn't score from play.
0: I'm interested. Um, think OTB need to do a segment on how poor punditry has gone. Says Joe Show, it's poor across many sports. but the Sunday game is now not worth watching. Dowling refuses to comment on any Limerick discipline issues. And somebody else um, uh, pointing out that uh, they did loads on um, uh, discipline from another team last year. It does. It, it like it does strike me that um, getting the former teammate to do the bit on the discipline stuff doesn't make that much sense is there nobody else who can, you're going to take that bit and I'll I'll like
1: yeah well Ursula Jacob was there sitting beside Shane Dowling uh, I think what Shane Dowling was saying was these are incidents that are happen in a 100 miles an hour game of hurling and particularly the James Laningham one when you sh- slow it right down it, it looks bad like it's a big big hit on the Waterford player he's a little bit high throws the shoulder in a little bit too much the point Dowling was making which I would actually agree with him is That's on the pitch. These things happen. Referee take care of it. You know, an official wandering down to have a little puck at yeah. Gerald Hagerty is wow. totally unacceptable and then a smile on his face as he's jogging off after he's been sent off.
0: I do agree with that bit, right, but that doesn't mean that the bits on the field are acceptable either. And so what happens is they, these two become part of the same conversation. Mm. This thing over here is far worse than what my teammates have done over here. I just ignore this bit here. I'm going to go over here and talk nothing about everything but this. It's um classic deflection. What about what about what about? Well look what you need is you what you need
1: is Tommy Walsh, uh, you know, who was uh, live at the game for us yesterday. There's no freeze, <laughs> no freeze at all. Nah, nothing, nothing, nothing to see. Fair here. enough. Fair like, enough. Like that's the that's the look, the Kilkenny lads respect these Limerick lads because they know they,
0: they would have um, met fire with fire.
1: Very difficult for Sh- like Shane Dowling's younger, I think, still than quite a few of the lads on that Limerick squad. Uh, but yeah, he was put in a diff- like. Is he going to come so, and I, hammer? So
0: that's not his fault, right? That's. What I'm is saying. he going to come it's and
1: like hammer the two lads? Probably not. Like maybe maybe it's Ursula Jacob who needs to take that
0: one on. Give us uh, give us your views. Uh, leave a comment on the YouTube stream. We've got one last green.
1: Uh, we do. Uh, Manchester. You didn't uh, like this at all,
0: Nathan. You can distance yourself in this. I thought we were
1: going for Galway at one stage, but no, we're going for Manchester, uh, both City and United. Uh, obviously, the weekend started well for Manchester City uh, with the Arsenal result, uh, which means it's very much in their own hands now for the title ahead of that game on Wednesday. Uh, then they win the most forgettable FA Cup semi-final of all time. I, I was against this because I just thought it was such a nothing weekend of FA Cup semi-finals. Uh, like, why that game was played at Wembley against Sheffield United where again such as the fixture list like Sheffield United albeit pretty much secured promotion um, but like they're playing twice a week all the time the stadium is half empty there was no energy to the game at all Sheffield United offered little or nothing Riyad is brilliant uh, probably the most uh, underappreciated footballer in English football over the last 10 years scores a hat-trick uh, so City he was player of the win year one year. he? he was yes uh, when Leicester won the league yeah yeah. Uh, no, but I still think there's like a, if you're picking, you know, yeah, people are always a bit, yeah, easy-ozy, you huh? know, yeah, easy-ozy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top class, top class, Ria Maris. Uh, and then yesterday's game was dull and dour for most of it until everyone started to get a little bit tired and it opened right up uh, between
0: United and Brighton. Brighton, they had their chances particularly the one... Evan Ferguson, apparently, we saw footage of him arriving and uh, Bobby Zamora was on telly saying, oh, during the week he knew he wasn't going to play but then, actually, I think they left it to the right the last second and he went out in the field and just couldn't go.
2: Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, Shame because Dennis Sundar was so central to Brighton the third try striker he had that chance if his first touch was better that would have been game set and match and Brighton would have gone through and they definitely would have been in the green but I, thought, I, I think it was a good cup tie yesterday like far better than the first one I thought it was like it was a game full of errors and nobody played that well but there was chances galore like it, could have, it really could have gone either way and it was probably perfectly encapsulated by the penalty
0: shootout To the point, uh, to the point that we were having the conversation last week um, about Rio Ferdinand it's a better season for Man United having won the Carabao Cup if Man United were to upset Man City in the Cup Final Almost nothing else would matter for the rest of the year. If they were just able to do that for the man for the Man United fans, I'm having that. I'm having. I'm having that. Uh, all of a sudden, that's a better season than Arsenal suddenly Ferry flaking on that, the way yeah. they are.
1: I, I was having this debate with Arthur in here on Thursday night, and he was uh, very passionate that uh, if Arsenal don't win the league, it's yeah. sort of a forgettable season. the Manchester United season. Yeah. I think what Arsenal have had over the last year far
0: surpasses. It has to. It has to end well for Arsenal. It, if it blows up now, if they get hammered during the week, and then basically don't win that many more points for the rest of the season, there's still a there's still a scenario where still it's been there. Like it's they're a still an there answer. on
1: Wednesday night, playing in one of the biggest Premier League games in recent times, where it's all on the line. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I get that. I get that. I, I, I was certainly. I mean, I'm not having any. It's a better season for Man United winning the Carabao Cup because if they win the Carabao Cup and don't do anything else, this was before they got absolutely trounced by Sevilla and then scraping through against Brighton yesterday. If they the, the other potential here is that they get hammered by Man City who are cascading to glory securing the um, second leg of the treble will it be the second at that stage is it cup final after it is yeah
2: cup final is 3rd of June yeah. but um, it's just before the Champions League final yeah no it, look it's, it's, like, it's simple answer. it's been a very successful season for both Arsenal and Manchester United United see like, compared to this time last year under Ralph Ragnick, it was a complete disaster so it's way better this season already won Cup into another Cup final first Manchester Derby Cup final they're probably going to get top four in the Premier League it's, it's been an undoubted successful season it's just it's been pocketed by tragic results of 7-0 and 3-0 away to Sevilla and Anfield the first two games of the season that's why it's happened and the reason that City are in these green performance rankings simply because they're on for the treble, the first one of the
0: century. That's oh, yeah! It. And if they were just to do a treble, it would be so sickening for Man United fans. Uh,
2: it's inevitable. They should have done the treble already. They're right. underachieving, if anything.
0: We've gone way over. It's nine minutes past eight. That is this week's episode of the Gillette Labs Performance Rankings. OTBAS Performance Rankings with Gillette. OTB AM with Gillette Labs Get the ultimate
2: shave or your money back Neon Night Edition, available now